Sox Review on WEEI. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Pitch home. Check swing. Strike three over the outside corner. Recall strike, and that's the end of the ball game. The Red Sox have swept the Toronto Blue Jays in a four-game series. They win this one 11-5. They go to... Five over 500 at 19 and 14, six and one on the homestand, and they move into third place, half a game in front of the Blue Jays in the American League Eastern Division race. What a series this has been! Red Sox three and 16 against Toronto last year, sweep them in a four-game series here at Fenway. That's the best time to hear DJ Khaled and company after a Red Sox win, and there have been a lot of them. Great job by Andrew. Too Meehan. soon? Uh, is it too soon? No, I think I, I, don't, I think I think now is a perfect time to play it. Enjoy the high that you have gotten with the way this team has played recently. I, I think we all have to, right? Fourteen and six over the last twenty games, six games in a row that they've won, and the offense with six runs or more in all of those games. And then in this four-game set, we mentioned this before, but. 58 hits for this Red Sox team, and tonight they bang out 16 of which uh, in this 11-5 to win over the Blue Jays. Joe Weil with you. We appreciate you joining us on Red Sox Review. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 379-37. Let's go back to the phone. Steve in Centerville wants to chat about the Sox defense. Steve, what's going on? Yeah, so I'm at the game tonight. Fantastic win. I got one point and one question for you. Sure. What do you got? My point, maybe I have two points, but my, my, my one point is that they're getting a lot of production out of, out of their catchers, and I, I think it says a lot about um, Jason Baratek in terms of able to bring in guys that you know weren't fantastic. Well, Reese, I guess, is a pretty good hitter, but Wong was really questionable in, in – um, you know, I, I don't know if it's if it's Varitek building his confidence in the defensive end, but I I think what they got out of their catches has been amazing. My question is, my concern about the Red Sox moving forward is their strength up the middle. I think we're all agree they have too many outfielders. Um, and Kike, you know, I loved his play. That was awesome. The play he made. He is not a shortstop. That's just not going to work over the long haul. So my question to you is, what's your thought about um, trading, making a trade with your arch enemy? So trading with Darth Vader, getting one of Darth Vader's infielders, and then in return, you you provide Darth Vader with one of our outfielders. Uh, thanks for consideration at this point. Steve, appreciate the call. And, 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 and that, that raised my eyebrows. Right, because he's talking about the Yankees. They have a lot of middle infield guys that are really young. Uh, you know, Oswald Peraza is a guy that uh, is on the trading block for the Yankees, and uh, I, I understand the point there of wanting to get somebody like that within the system. I don't know if he was re- referring to Anthony Volpe, who's I think going to be a guy the Yankees are going to rely upon to play shortstop uh, for uh, for the foreseeable future. Peraza is a guy that that they have put on the trading block. Uh, or, or seems to be on the trading block for the Yankees. Uh, you know, right now you have to stick with Kike at shortstop. I mean, he's going to be the guy you're going to throw out there uh, for the time being at that position. He made a couple of nice plays today. We actually did have a texter uh, uh, text in Kike should stay at shortstop. It hasn't been very pretty uh, for Kike Hernandez.
Hernandez so far this season, and especially on the defensive side. He has certainly uh, had his struggles. I believe he has eight errors already this season. So it's cause for concern, although you like what you saw today. He made a really nice play yesterday as well. Um and, and, and he's and he's had those types of moments. Overall, it has not been so consistent at that position. It's a it's a position that you you worry about. You think about that Rays series where uh, you had to throw Bobby Dahl back in straight from Worcester, putting him at shortstop, a position he had barely played in his professional career, and uh, it, it was pretty ugly. So, and with Yu Chang now on the shelf, Kike is a guy you're going to have to rely upon at that position. And it, it is an interesting point. Even uh, Emmanuel Valdez is a guy known for his bat rather than his glove. He's sort of had a shaky start to the season on the defensive side. Offensively, I, I think you have to overall like what you see him. He has not seemed uh, completely phased by major league pitching. So it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting proposition. I don't think it'll happen, though. I just can't foresee a trade between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And if the Yankees are going to give up at a guy like Peraza, they're not going to trade him uh, to the Boston Red Sox. But I guess you always have to be open to trading with Darth Vader. Why not? If it, if it benefits you and if you can win the trade, uh, you certainly have to think about it. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. I, I do want to quickly touch on something Steve said about the catching duo of Connor Wong and Reese McGuire. He he hit on the offensive side of things and what they've contributed. Um, McGuire today goes two for four. He had an RBI single in this game. Red Sox catchers combined coming into this game led Major League Baseball and hits in batting average. That is pretty remarkable when you think about the position and where it was coming into the season being a, a question mark for this this club with Christian Vasquez being traded last year and that was such a, a weird scenario an awkward dynamic and you know then the Red Sox brought in Reese McGuire they traded Jake Diekman to the White Sox and got McGuire back and you looked at what McGuire did uh prior to coming over to the Red Sox and it wasn't all that you know tantalizing I mean with Chicago before getting traded in 53 games he was hitting just 225 he rides out the year hitting 337 with the Red Sox uh and then on top of that now this season after a two for four effort he's hitting 340 and I I laughed so hard just looking at this statistic coming into tonight his BABIP was 457 and it was funny about Reese McGuire and, and the reason I laughed about it is he's not a guy that hits the ball all that hard uh but he finds holes. It, it, it's it's remarkable the way he's able to find holes within the infield or in the outfield as well. And he did it again tonight with two hits uh, and a nice job in the nine hole. And he's been more than you would have hoped for when Bloom traded him uh, or got, acquired him in that trade. And that's a major win of a trade, right, for, for Bloom and his staff because Jake Diekman just got DFA'd by the White Sox. I forget if it was a day or two ago when that happened, but, you know, the fact that you got a, a, an actual piece in Reese McGuire back, sure, he's not an all-world catcher, but he has been very solid for the Red Sox, and especially on the offensive side of things. And again, he pitches in two hits tonight, one of five hitters for the Red Sox with multi-hit games. Joe Wild with you here on a Red Sox Review. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 379 uh, 
we love to have you chime into the program as Red Sox win their sixth consecutive game. Now 14-6 and six over their last 20 contests. And let's just get you a quick recap of tonight's game. The Red Sox struck first, bottom of the first inning. Masataka Yoshida hitting a solo shot to right center. 101.6 miles per hour off the bat. 400 feet on that blast. And with that hit, he extends his hitting streak to 14 games. Uh, and then the Red Sox tacked on five runs in the bottom of the second inning. Reese McGuire with an RBI single. Then Rymel Tapia with an RBI fielder's choice. So the first two runs of that bottom of the second inning. Tapia then steals second. And then Yoshida rips an RBI single. Uh, 109 miles per hour off the bat on that hit to make it 4 nothing. And then Justin Turner follows up with a single. And then Rafi Devers, who coming into that second inning at bat, was in a 3-for-33 slump. He rips a two-run double, 100. 10.9 miles per hour off the bat on that two-run double to make it 6 nothing, And then the Blue Jays would get one back off of Brian Bayo. I want to talk a little bit about his outing as well uh, on a solo shot by Vladdy Jr., which went 441 feet. So we did see some, some Vladdy power, and thankfully it didn't end up hurting the Red Sox in the long term, winning all four of these games. Uh, but a 441-foot blast made it, uh, a 6-1 to one score at the top of the fourth inning. Red Sox got two more in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yoshida with an RBI single. Jaron Duran with an RBI hit. And then the Blue Jays scored three runs in the top of the fifth inning. That would be all for Brian Bayo after that. Only one earned run in that frame. So the final line for Bayo: five innings, six hits, four runs, two of which earned. He walked one and struck out five. And, and among the five strikeouts, he got three on changeups. Two on fastballs. I think the changeup was really good for him today. And again, I feel like that final line doesn't quite tell the full story. He ends up throwing 87 pitches, 54 of which for strikes. But he was dealing early on. He had a stretch in which he retired uh, nine consecutive batters from the end of the first inning to the beginning of the top of the fourth inning before the solo shot by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, In total, 17 balls in play. And he had nine ground out, nine ground outs in it. So that's uh, that, that's a really nice ratio for a guy that last year induced a lot of ground ball outs. That was that was sort of the key for him. He had a fifty five point seven ground ball rate in two thousand twenty two in limited action in uh, thirteen games, eleven starts, and uh, this is a guy that has a huge amount of upside for the Red Sox uh, on the pitching side of things. And and the starting pitching, we've talked about it uh, on this show. I have certainly have in the programs that I've done. uh, But it is the Achilles heel for the Red Sox. You think about what this team would be record-wise if they had just an average starting rotation. But where they rank in the sport uh, in a lot of key categories is at the bottom. ERA, they were the second worst at 6.07. Uh, Home runs per nine, 28th best in Major League Baseball. Batting average against, 25th best in the sport. And then their hard hit rate, according to Fangraphs, was the worst in all of Major League Baseball. So this isn't a great outing, but I think another step forward for Brian Bayo. Uh, And, of course, he picks up the win, his first of 2023. So you have to love uh, what you see there uh, with him getting the W. Two earned runs in five innings, four runs overall. And then the Red Sox offense, they ended up tacking on three more runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. First to Justin Turner, RBI single. And then Rafael Devers, a two-run shot, a 109.7 miles per hour off the bat, 408 feet. And it's just so interesting. And it's this is, I think, overall positive sign for the Red Sox that during this stretch, Devers was not swinging the bat all that well. The stretch I'm talking about of six straight W's and the way that they played recently going 14-6 and six over their last 20, 
Here were Devers' numbers coming into the night uh, since April 19th. He was hitting 148 with a 213 on base percentage and a 352 slugging percentage. So he was 8 for 54 in 14 games, his previous 14 coming into the night. And he goes 3 for 5 uh, with a run scored in four RBIs. And on top of that, uh, according to J.P. Long, the director of baseball communications and media relations for the Red Sox, Devers is now the 18th player in Red Sox history to 150 home runs. But how about this? Only the third to do so before turning 27 years old. Uh, the other two players are Jim Rice and Tony Canigliero. And then ESPN Stats and Info had this. His home run in the eighth inning, uh, as I mentioned, his 150th of his career. Uh, tonight was his 721st career game. The third fewest games to 150 home runs in franchise history. The only Red Sox to reach 150 home runs faster Ted Williams, he did it in the fewest games, 664 in Jim Rice in 711 games. So two Hall of Famers, two guys that have had their numbers retired by this franchise and Rafi Devers on that track right now. And I was listening to to Will Fleming in the pregame show and uh, Rich Keefe had asked him, you know, are you concerned about uh, Rafael Devers? And and Will said no, because he's seen him, and we all have, uh, throughout his career and how consistent he's been. He's just not a guy that, that you worry long-term won't figure it out because his his bat-to-ball skills are so good. He hits the ball so hard, and, and you figure it was a matter of time before he uh, found his groove again. Hopefully this is the start of a long run for him, but... Certainly an encouraging one. Three for five, home run, four RBIs, and that home run is 150th of his major league career. The Red Sox win it today 11-5 to over the Toronto Blue Jays. Still a lot more to get to in the program. We'll continue to chat about the Red Sox offense, and then later on we'll preview their series against the Philadelphia Phillies. But right now, let's go to Andrew Meehan, who has what's trending on WEI. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEI. He swings and drives one to deep right field. Back toward the grandstand. It goes and it is gone. Home run number 11 for Rafi Devers. And to the grandstand and right to the right of the visiting bullpen. And the Red Sox have broken it wide open now. They lead it 11-4. Home run number 11 for Rafael Devers here in 2023. That's good for uh, second most, tied for second most in the sport with Pete Alonzo and Patrick Wisdom. Wisdom playing for the Cubs. Alonzo, of course, with the Mets. And they're all one behind Max Muncy. But it's also Rafi's 150th career home run with the Red Sox. And he is the third, uh, the player with the third fewest games to 150 home runs uh, in his Red Sox career in Red Sox history. Only behind Ted Williams and Jim Rice. The final from Fenway Park today. Red Sox 11, Blue Jays 5. The Red Sox have now won six consecutive games. They're 14-6 and six over their last 20 and Boston now jumps ahead of the Blue Jays in the ALE standings. So they are behind Tampa Bay, uh, who just continues to roll. But how about the Red Sox jumping the Yankees and the, Blue, uh, and the Blue Jays in this short span to now be in third place in the division? It is so crazy to think about where this team has gone after getting swept by Tampa Bay. They were 5-8 and eight at that point. You wondered about where this team would go without Adam Duvall and getting hurt so early in the season. But the offense has picked it up. They've been absolutely remarkable. And I and I said a couple days ago that 
this offense conservatively, just saying conservatively, a, a top 10 offense in Major League Baseball, let's let's cut that in half. I think now you can say conservatively it is a top five offense in Major League Baseball. The numbers back that up. A guy that's been a big part of the offense this year is Justin Turner. He went three for five, two runs scored in an RBI. He was one of five players with multiple hits in today's contest, one of four players with three hits. Let's hear what he had to say after the game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice knowing every night, uh, you know, guys are, are locked in and committed to quality of bats and, uh, you know, staying in the strike zone, making guys work, making starting pitchers throw a lot of pitches. And uh, we've done a really good job of that, especially this home team. What's it mean to do to get Spinoa and Gaussman the last couple of nights? What was the approach particularly tonight with Gaussman? Uh, well, it shouldn't matter who's on the mound. It's, it should be the same approach. You know, dominate the strike zone, swing at strikes, and, and make those guys work hard and don't, don't give them easy outs. And uh, I think throughout the series, we did a really, really good job of that. And, um, you know, when you, when you do do that, uh, that's when, you know, the results are How would you describe where you're from your feet right now? Uh, he's a really, really good hitter. He's an accomplished hitter. He uh, knows how to uh, study and, and prepare. And uh, when you mix talent and preparation, you're, you're going to get a lot of a lot of good results. And uh, it's fun to be on deck behind him uh, and watch him use the whole field and backspin balls all over the place and, and just uh, really, really good situational hitter as well. Yes, been doing a lot on this home stand with Rafi being kind of quiet until today. Uh, how much fun was it to see him kind of uh, just watch him when he's when he's like that? Like he yeah, I mean, I think uh, we know Rafi's gonna gonna hit, and he's always hit. And, uh, but that's the beauty of this lineup. It's it's not just relying on one or two guys. It's quality of bats up and down, one through nine. And uh, you saw in the first couple of games of the series, you know, the the bottom half of the order doing doing a lot of the damage and, and being extra productive. So um, it's fun when you don't have to rely on one or two guys tonight. He has a, he has 150, almost like 26 years old now. Just how impressive is that? Just you know, yeah, he's gonna pass me soon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, again, just an unbelievable talent. And, uh, you know, when I signed over here, that was one of the things I was most excited, excited about is to get to see him go to work on a daily basis and, and what he can do. And, uh, you know, he hits the ball really hard. What's your upshot on the four-game sweep of the Jays? Obviously, this team only won three games in 19 last year against the Jays. What does that say? Uh, well, I wasn't here last year, so um, not really sure. But, uh you know, we show up every day and prepare ourselves to win a ball game one one day at a time, and that's that's the goal all season long. You can't look ahead, you can't look at behind, and or this game will humble you. So um, we've been doing a pretty good job of showing up every day and preparing every single day and, and trying to figure out how to win a ball game. And whatever happens, happens, and we do it all over again the next day. Thanks, Justin. I was laughing a little bit there when the question was asked about Rafi Devers and the fact that he hit his 150th home run of his career. And uh, in Justin Turner, he laughed. He just said, he's about to pass me soon. Uh, Turner has, I I just looked it up. He has 166 home runs in his career. A guy that's been such a great hitter over his uh, MLB career. Uh, But he is close. I mean, and that's, that's just a testament to Rafi Devers and what a freak he is and, and how remarkable he is as a player 
that he's already at this point in his career. Uh, the fact that he has 150 career bombs. He hits one tonight. It capped off the scoring for the Red Sox. An 11-5 win uh, over the Toronto Blue Jays. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. And we're taking you all the way up until 11 p.m. tonight. You can join the conversation, 617-779-7937. Once again, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 379-37. And Justin Turner's been such a fun part of this team. He's such a great clubhouse guy, and he's had a positive impact you know, already he, he's had a good impact on Jaron Duran, and, and just to have somebody like himself in that clubhouse has certainly made the vibes with this Red Sox team better. But it's not just he's not just a guy that that's just strictly someone that you love to have in the clubhouse because of who he is as a player. Uh, and I think you do have to credit Heim Bloom for bringing in a personality like that to make the culture better. But on top of that, he's hitting now. Uh, he had a stretch to begin the year where you were a little concerned. So after April 10th, I mean, this was pretty early in the season, but he was hitting just 189 at that point. Slugging percentage was at 216. And then coming into tonight from that April 10th game on, he was hitting 295, 374 on base, 432 slugging percentage. And then he has a really productive night tonight. He ends up going uh, three for five with two runs scored and an RBI. And then the splits now updated for the season, 286. The average is close to 300, 377 on base. And then the slugging percentage, it's hovering around 400. But I, I think that there is a lot to like with a guy like that on your team. And and I you do have to give a tip of the hat to Heim Bloom for, not, again, not only bringing in a guy that is a great clubhouse guy and has made the vibes better. And I think we can all admit last year was off in a, in a couple different ways with all the controversy surrounding the team, or maybe not controversy is the word, but all the, the that was surrounding the team, which was front office induced in, in a lot of ways. But I, I think with, with the new mix this year, it, it's, it's now led to good vibes all the way around guys like Jaron Duran feeling, you know, like him, he can be himself and, uh, and and it's allowing young guys to thrive and also the new players to thrive uh, that have that have come in really pitched in, like Connor Wong. Uh, Reese McGuire's been been a really nice fit for this Red Sox team on the offensive side of things. I'm still excited to see where Tristan Costa's season goes. I mean, he's only one for five today. He's, he's obviously gotten off to a slow start, but I think there's a lot there that uh, will, will improve as the season progresses. I, I would not bet against that even though the start has been so slow again the number 617-779-7937 the red Sox take it tonight over the toronto blue jays by a score of 11 to 5 it's a four game sweep for the red Sox, and their first four game sweep uh over uh, of a sweep of four of at least four games uh over the toronto blue jays for the first time since 2002 there was a five game series that they played against the Blue Jays in 2002, and they won all five of those games. Let's go back to the phone. David in Florida is on deck. David, what's going on? Hey, do you think the uh, Red Sox and Celtics will be staying at the same hotel in Philly? Oh, that's a, that's a that's a funny question. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's always a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like maybe they can like be like college kids and have pizza, like call Domino's at like one in the morning and <laughs> play play cards all night long well as somebody as somebody that's had dominoes late at night and and knowing how that makes you feel i hope for their sake that they both stay away from it but okay what a road trip that would be yeah what a road trip if you were like a 
and a, a father and son going down to Philly for the weekend. But, you know, if the, if the Red Sox, all right, they, they swept Toronto for four games, and I, and I will say, I mean, shockingly, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that, I mean, they, it's amazing what happens when you play for contact rather than trying to hit the ball, hit the ball to the moon every single time. And I mean, how many base hits did they have? How many hits did they have today? 16. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, this is emblematic. Uh, 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 this is representative of what, uh, of the way you play the game. I mean, stop trying to hit the ball to the moon. Stop trying to hit home runs every single time at that. Just play for contact, hit through the ball and, and play, and play, not necessarily base to base, but just play for contact. I mean, they had three or four stolen bases tonight. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is exciting. I mean, it was. It was I mean, it, it, it was good baseball. But now, and if if they go to Philly, because Philly is like 15 and 17 so far, and they have to take at least two out of three. Sale's going tomorrow night, right? Sale is going tomorrow, opposite of uh, yeah. Zach Wheeler. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, still has to come out, and he needs to go at least, I, I hope he goes, goes at least seven, but I'll settle for six. Yeah, I will, and, I'll settle for six, too. Yeah. And, you know, with the Celtics, though, last night's game was was just more about Philly not showing up and the Celtics doing anything good. Uh, I mean, that's it, it's just disgusting. I mean, Philly plays very well for game one, and they know, it's like they were complacent. It's like they all believed they did what they had to do, so they just, they, 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 I mean, how do you show, how do you not show up and just lose by 30 points? And t- it's just ridiculous. Well, David, and I appreciate the call. I, I think you have to give the Celtics some credit there, uh, you know, to be able to bounce back in game two. Because listen, we, we would all be saying, well, why couldn't the Celtics get themselves up for a game in which they, they may be skirted out? Uh, at, at TD Garden uh, against a team that they've had so much success against. But I think you have to give the Celtics credit for coming back in game two and winning that one in blowout fashion. Uh, I do think it would be hilarious, Andrew, if if the Red Sox and Celtics were at the same hotel. It's going to be a busy time to be in Philly. Yeah, I also think Philly is big enough that, that both the teams could find separate no. hotels. I mean, it's big enough, but the traffic there, too, is oof, horrendous. Fair enough. And I, I definitely would stay away from the late night dominoes if I was either yeah, of those either, the, <laughs> either of those teams. Uh, you can join the conversation 617-779-7937. I do want to touch on something that he brought up though. Uh, and that was about uh, the the offense and, and he made a point about that he likes that the Red Sox don't rely upon the long ball. Now, what's interesting is they're a team that does hit it out of the ballpark at a great rate. And that was actually the one thing with the Red Sox last year that they were not doing at, at as an impressive a clip as you like. They were only 20th in Major League Baseball last year in home runs, despite being ninth in Major League Baseball in a run scored. Now, this year, coming into tonight, they were uh, fifth in the sport in home runs with 44. And that's that's a great mark. And I, and I do think as much as we sometimes uh, glorify small ball, with the where the sport is at now, it, it's very necessary more times than not. Unless you're like the 2014 or 15 Kansas City Royals, if you want to win games, you have to hit the ball out of the ballpark. That's just where the sport is now. You don't want to specifically rely upon that, and that's what I like about the Red Sox in terms of how they're primed offensively this year. They don't just do that. They hit a lot of extra base hits on top of that. They came into tonight first in. The, the sport in doubles and 
they weren't striking out a lot. I mean, that that's sometimes what you see is a team that hits a lot of home runs but also strikes out a ton. Well, their strikeout rate was second best in the sport coming into tonight at 19.7. And so they're not a team that just swings for the fences consistently. They're a team that grinds out a lot of at-bats and are really tough to punch out. And and that's why it's been such a recipe for success this year and that they came into tonight really in the top five in so many different offensive categories. And it's going to look even better after uh, the performance they put forth at Fenway with 16 hits and 11 runs and five guys with multiple hits tonight. So that's what I like about this team. I, I don't think you, you want to shy away from home runs because home runs more times than not leads to winning games. But you don't want to just be a home run team, and that's what's really fun about this Red Sox team is that they're not that. They they are a tough team to strike out, and if they continue to be that, they are going to be a pain for not only just the average pitcher in Major League Baseball, but for the top pitchers. I mean, Kevin Gossman coming into tonight was red hot. Back-to-back starts in which he went seven shutout innings against two teams that last year made the playoffs in the Mariners and the Yankees. He had 24 combined strikeouts in those two outings. And he comes in tonight, you know, red hot off those two outings. And he gives up eight runs and 10 hits in three and a third innings. He never looked comfortable. And that's a testament to the Red Sox offensively and what they've been this year. And they can be a team that continues to rack up wins if the starting pitching rolls along. Or, or starting pitching gets better. Now, I do have one encouraging stat about the Red Sox starting pitching. Uh, their starting pitchers have thrown at least five innings in each of the last 10 games now. It's actually the longest streak since 2021. So they're, they're starting to be a little bit better. But you want them to take another step forward because still overall, 29th in ERA coming into tonight. And that needs to be better for a team to make the playoffs. And the Red Sox have, have thrusted themselves not only into, in, not only into the playoff conversation, uh, they're now the fourth best team record-wise in the American League. But that group needs to continue to take a step forward for this team to be taken even more seriously. But this team should have your attention. They're playing fun, exciting baseball, and this team can mash, as they did again tonight against the Blue Jays team, that record-wise was better than them coming into the series, but that's not the case because the Red Sox won all four games, and it's because of this offense. Again, six runs or more over their last six games. They have been awesome, incredible, and I hope they continue to be that way because it's so much fun to watch. Up and down the lineup, guys contribute, and seeing guys like Masataka Yoshida, you know, a rookie, doing what he's doing, nine hundred op- uh, above 900 OPS at this point, and a 14-game hitting streak, and then guys like Jaron Duran, too, who come up after a, a tough year. And I think of the juxtaposition from what he did in this series, you know, going uh, tonight going three for five and racking up a couple stolen bases. And that was also a very fun part of tonight's game. The Red Sox are not a team that steals a lot. And yet tonight they rack up five stolen bases. So that was a lot of fun to watch. And Jaron Duran had two of them. So you think about the juxtaposition for Duran where he's at now compared to that 28 to five game last year where he was in center field, not going after the ball and everybody was ripping him for it. He's a completely new player this year. And this Red Sox team might be a completely new team this year. So hop on, hop on, have fun with this team and where they are right now, 19 and 14 overall. It's not world beating, but they're playing some great baseball, especially on the offensive side of things. If the starting pitching can continue to improve this team is going to be in a very good spot but 
regardless, it's been a fun stretch. Hopefully it continues at Philadelphia. This is Red Sox Review. Joe Weil with you. We're taking you all the way up to 11 p.m. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 379-37. Uh, Andrew, we're getting a couple of texts in about the uh, the hotel situation for the Red Sox and Celtics, uh, both heading to Philadelphia. One person saying both teams stay at the Four Seasons, so I assume they will be at the same hotel. So we'll see, I guess. It's a very busy night. Yes. Very that is a very busy night. Yes. It'll be a lot of fun in this town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh man, it's you know, so you got both the Sox and the Celtics on the road. Sox are on a six-game winning streak, third in the AL East. Which who would have guessed that about you know six or seven months ago? Maybe that's a little too uh, too late. But you know, it's that's uh, that's gonna be a wild night in Philly too. Yeah, I I uh, and I and I think both teams you it's fair to say are on the upswing. You know, the Celtics, I know uh, David from Florida was sort of poo-pooing with the Celtics did in game two, but they had him beat in the lineup. He was playing, and they they smoked him. So and he did that with Jalen, or uh, with Jalen, with uh, Jason Tatum scoring, what, seven points? Yeah. In foul trouble all night. Right. But right. there's your Celtics thought. Yeah, there's a Celtics thought. But you have that, the Red Sox playing the way they are, and... You know, both teams, the arrow's pointing up. We'll see with the Celtics. It's so up and down. You can never feel too confident, especially after what happened in game one or game five in the Atlanta series. But, uh, you know, at least they, they got they, they got that second game. They got it in convincing fashion, which everybody hoped would be the case for both of them. Yeah, especially after a Bruins loss. I kind of forgot about it now. No, I haven't forgot about it, but it's still... Well, now you brought it up. This, right, it brought it up. I know <laughs> it really, really twists the knife in the wound there, but... You no, know, it's it's good. It's good to see the Celtics, you know, still still striding along, doing their thing. Uh, you know. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And enjoy you know, with the with the Red Sox too. Like, yes, in fact they are better than they than we thought that they were going to be, but I like to phrase it as they're more entertaining. I like me personally as a the fan side of me was trying to find a reason to go to the ballpark. This lineup is how many how many walk offs has Alex Verdugo had in like the last week? So he's had two th- weeks, three on this season, three on the season, yeah. and two of those have been within the last like week week and a half. Yeah, yeah. If you're it, a season ticket holder, you're having some fun. I got some fun numbers I want to roll out here. In the final segment again. The final here from Fenway Park is eleven to five in favor of the Red Sox. They've now won six consecutive games, fourteen and six over their last twenty. We'll wrap up Red Sox review right after this on WEEI. We're back to Red Sox Review on WEEI. Regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. All right, here is Yoshida with his 13-game hit streak. And he swings and drives one deep toward right center field with the triangle. Springer back, center fielder back at the triangle, and this ball's gone. It goes into the bleachers. Into the bullpen and bouncing into the bleachers. Yoshida with a home run. And that was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself today. Shop NissanUSA.com. One of three hits for Masataka Yoshida tonight. He continues to roll offensively. He now has a 14-game hitting streak, which is the longest streak 
uh, in Major League Baseball. And and on top of that, he's hitting 446 in this span, 25 for 56. Nine multi-hit efforts also within this 14-game hitting streak. He's got the most hits uh, within this 14-game run. Uh, it's just been remarkable to see what this guy has done uh, since this streak began because you wondered, okay, is he going to be able to adjust to Major League pitching? And there were a lot of doubts about the amount of money the Red Sox gave this guy coming into the year, and he has performed. He's been remarkable, and he's been a huge part of this Red Sox offense and what they've done already this year. They win 11-5 to tonight over the Toronto Blue Jays. Joe Weil with you here on Red Sox Review. Andrew Meehan behind the glass as we uh, take you all the way up to 11 o'clock here on Red Sox Review. But the Red Sox with the win go to 19-14 and overall. They have now won six consecutive games, and It'll be exciting to see what this offense and this team can do now as they travel uh, to Philadelphia. It'll be Chris Sale to get the start in that game on Friday, tomorrow, uh, at 7.05 start time for the Red Sox at Philly. And so far, Chris Sale on the season, 2-2, two and two, 6.75 earned run average. Did pretty well last time out, though. He earned a victory against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, six and a third innings pitched, three hits, one run, no walks, five strikeouts. It's one of his two good outings this year. Uh, maybe you could say three if you want to include the Detroit outing, but the other one I'm mentioning is the 11 strikeout performance he had uh, against Minnesota back on April 18th. This is a guy you need to be a big part of the solution for this starting staff because the starting staff has been the part of this team that... Even though they're 19 and 14, you feel like they could still be better because of how good the offense has been. Uh, you feel like they could be better, be, but Chris Sale needs to be a big part of that. And it, it, at least in this last start, it was a nice step moving forward for him. And we'll see where he does, uh, what he does against Philadelphia with Bryce Harper now uh, rejoining the Phillies. So that should be a lot of fun. And of course, uh, Philadelphia won the NL pennant last year. They won the NLCS against the San Diego uh, Padres. Ended up losing the World Series against the Houston Astros. 617-779-7937 if you want to get some final thoughts in here on Red Sox Review. Again, Joe Weil with you, the final from Fenway. Uh, It was an 11-5 victory for the Red Sox. I I did mention something I wanted to bring up about the offense and it was and, and let me let me give a disclaimer before I do this. I am not equating this Red Sox team to any of the four title winning teams since nineteen eighteen. So I'm not I'm not saying this team is the two thousand four Red Sox, two thousand seven Red Sox, two thousand thirteen team, or the two thousand eighteen team. But I, I did have fun coming into today taking a look at where the offense ranked compared to those teams. So I, I, I looked back and, and saw what they, uh, through 32 games, they're obviously at 33 now, but I wanted to see what they were at 32 games in compared to those two teams. And they actually looked pretty favorable uh, in that uh, comparison. Again, strictly on the offensive side of things. We're not going to talk pitching. We know that pitching is the reason that you it's not fair to compare this team to to those teams. But I was curious to see what it would look like on the offensive side of things coming into tonight. The Red Sox this year through 32 games had more home runs than any of those four title winning teams. 44. That was tied for third most ever by a Red Sox team uh with the 1995 team only behind the 1997 and 1969 teams. And then runs scored this team had more runs scored than any of those title-winning seasons 
uh, their last four title winning years, 2018, 2013, 07, 04. They had 184 runs coming into tonight, uh, which is among the best marks in Major League Baseball. And they tack on 11 more tonight, so that number goes all the way up to 195. OPS-wise, the only team that they were behind through 32 games was the 2007 team. And then uh, for slugging percentage, uh, I had them, the only team that they were behind among those other four was the 2018 team. So, uh, again, I just bring that up to to talk about how good this offense has been, uh, and especially comparatively to those title-winning years. When you look back at those offenses and how good they were, I I was surprised through 32 games that they were uh, better than the 18 team uh, among those, especially because the 18 team, through many accounts and through many categories, had the best offense in Major League Baseball. So we'll see where it goes, but the returns now through 33 games, tacking on tonight with the 11 runs and 16 hits for this team, five guys in multiple with multiple hit games, th- four guys with three hit games, Yoshida, Turner, Devers, Duran, uh, the two through five batters in the lineup. It has been so much fun to watch. And now they take... Uh, this show on the road, and they're going to be playing against some National League teams coming up here. Phillies coming up this weekend, uh, Friday through Sunday, and then they'll have an off day, and then they'll play at Atlanta for two before coming back home to take on the St. Louis Cardinals. So a good test with these up, upcoming teams, especially the the Braves and Phillies. The Cardinals have been abysmal this year, but the Phillies, of course, the National League pennant uh, winning team from a year ago. So the reigning NL champs and then the Braves, who won it all in 2021 and are off to a great start. They have the best record in the National League. They won again tonight against Miami, 6-3. to Again, the matchup tomorrow, pitching-wise, it's going to be Chris Sale, uh, who comes in 2-2, two and two, 6.75 ERA, and then opposite of the right-hander, Zach Wheeler, a big free agent signing uh, for the Phillies. He's 3-1 and one with a 3.86 earned run average. The Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show starts at 6.05 tomorrow, and the first pitch will be at 7.05. It will be Will Fleming and Rod Bradford on the call. Be sure to tune in along the Shaw's and Star Market, WEI, Red Sox Radio Network. We'll give you the final one final time from Fenway Park. Red Sox 11, Blue Jays 5. The Sox sweep the Blue Jays. They're now... 14 and 6 over their last 20. They've won six in a row. Want to thank Andrew Meehan for doing a fantastic job behind the glass, getting us highlights, getting us in and out of breaks as well, and of course, telling you what's trending. I'm Joe Wiles saying so long from Red Sox Review. Let's hope the Red Sox can continue this against the Phillies tomorrow night.